0: Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 27, here on a bye week. Thursday, November 11th, 2 o'clock here in North Stadium. Um, all right, Brian, so last week, uh, not the outcome that I think we or anyone else involved in Husker football was expecting. Um, Huskers drop a, um, kind of a last, I guess it wasn't the last drive of the game, but drop a game uh, they probably think they should have had. Um, yeah, bye week this week, and then back at home uh, next Saturday against Wisconsin. Um, three games to go in the regular season. Um, what I guess what are you expecting to see, or what are you kind of getting made from? What do you think the coaches are hoping to see out of these last three games? Uh, two home games and a road game at Maryland. We got Wisconsin and Iowa at home, and then uh, Maryland squeeze in between that.
1: Well, I think two wins so you can get yourself to a bowl game. That's the ultimate goal right now, and. Obviously, everybody knows that the season's not gone uh, according to plan, and you can talk all you want about if expectations were too high from the outside and the, the talk of winning the West and going to Indianapolis and perhaps challenging for a Big Ten title. I think that was a, a little bit unrealistic for this year. However, I I did expect uh, more progress than the 4-5 and five record at this point, and I think the coaches would agree. So... Um, You know, Adrian Martinez came back after a month off and hadn't played that because of an injury and, quite frankly, looked like a player who hadn't played in a month. Uh, You saw some really good things out of him and you saw some questionable decisions and some overthrows and those sorts of things. But obviously, as uh, Scott Frost says, that's not all on him. It's not all on the quarterback. But as we know, that's the position that gets uh, a lot of the blame in the games like those. But I thought in the fourth quarter, he came back and he led a couple of go-ahead drives, mm-hmm. and they got ahead, and we thought, well, they're in good shape, but then, you know, the defense couldn't finish out, uh, especially the, the last drive of the game was uh, probably the most frustrating because Purdue's third-string walk-on quarterback was directing that, and you'd think at least get a stop from that. But... You know, that didn't happen. And then you go back to some things in the first half, and that's where I think Adrian was at his rustiest, if you will, was in that first half. And a couple of goal line stands by Purdue where Nebraska settled for a couple of field goals. so You know, they had the same situations in the second half, and, and they ran the ball and, and got in there and, and scored. And if, you know, you think if you could have done that in the first half, you'd be in a lot better shape. And, you know, it's kind of funny. In, you know and what three of their losses now colorado and indiana and and purdue they get ahead and you, it seems like they have a chance to really step on the opponent's throat mm-hmm. and and run away with it and they do something cute or silly and you know don't quite do it and they let just to crack open the pope for the opponent and not only does the opponent you know, take advantage of that opportunity. It just everything kind of comes in unraveled after that. It was seventeen nothing at Colorado, and uh, you, you know, I had a chance I think to go up uh, more than that. And obviously at Purdue, that game could have been twenty eight to seven or twenty eight to nothing at halftime, and it was fourteen to ten or whatever it was. And uh, Indiana too is fourteen to three, and uh, just you, you think that if they can get one more drive or one more score or something in there and really extend that lead that the opponent starts to lose a little bit of life, a little bit of hope. And, uh, but that's, you know, part of the learning, learning process too. Um, I guess that's kind of the saying you're never as bad as you, you think you are, you're never as good as you think you are. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what the situation is right now. I think they're a better team than the four and five record indicates, but also the record, it uh, says that's what you are and that's what they are. They're four and five right now and they are in desperate need of a couple wins to get to a bowl game. Yeah, and
0: not only just get, I mean I think the biggest thing to, get to the bowl game is getting that extra practice time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been shown that this team needs that extra practice time, especially with uh, some of the younger younger players on the team. Um, getting those extra I don't know what does it usually work out to be about twenty practices or so. That's a that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we said off this week, then uh, Wisconsin at home. Um, and then at Maryland, and then
1: back at home uh, day after Thanksgiving to host uh, Iowa. Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin has Iowa this weekend, and you know the Badgers haven't won and coming up on a month from now either. You know they have lost that inexplic- inexplicable game to Illinois and they had a bye week, and last week after they lost to Ohio State after the Illinois game, so it's been you know coming up on a month since they won and. You think that they could probably beat Iowa at home, but if they don't, they come into Lincoln with a three-game losing streak, and they're out of the race in the West Division. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to wonder about uh, about their psyche, too. So that's kind of a big win. uh, Excuse me, a big game. It would be a big win if they could get it on Saturday against Iowa.
0: Yeah, and uh, that Wisconsin-Nebraska kickoff, uh, TV TV networks have exercised their uh, six-day window on there, so the game will be at – it's going to be on BTN, but it's either going to be an 11 a.m. or 2.30 kickoff. Um, that kickoff time should come out Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, the Maryland kickoff as well should come out on uh, on this Monday, this coming Monday as well. Um, I think the most kind of and I actually went to the game um, this last weekend in Purdue. I think the interesting thing f- for me, and I know S- Coach Frost has brought this up, is getting all three facets of the of the team to play well at the same time and. I'm watching the game. The offense wasn't great in the first half, and then I think played pretty well in the second half. Then the defense—it seemed like they had quarters and stretches where they were really good, and then just have times where they, like you said, at the end of the game. They the special teams—you kind of get that lucky bounce where the guy the the returner didn't feel the ball mm-hmm. on the kickoff after we scored to go ahead. And so you pin them way back. I mean, I think their starting field position was inside their own 20. And then like you
1: said, you have the third string quarterback in the walk on and he wins the game winning drive. And Yeah, they um, had poor field position, but they went 87 yards, 93 yeah. yards, 85 yards, 86 yards, whatever they drove the length of the field after the first five drives, where I think it was a combined 34 yards mm-hmm. of offense they had their first five drives. A lot of three and outs and it just flipped on a dime, and it's it's like when that momentum flips. It's really hard to get it back in the in the right direction for Nebraska. It's just again a sign of a I guess kind of a young team and a team in an uh, infancy of an uh, infancy of an era of uh, the, this coaching staff and everything is just, you know a year and a half into it, almost two years. So still in the learning process, but uh, it's. I guess frustrating is the word that you keep yeah. coming up with, and that best describes. Yeah, I remember head scratching. I guess would be another one. I but, uh, Coach Erstad would always talk about
0: there's that uh, the dirty snowball can get rolling down the yeah. hill, and when you let things happen that continue to go, it's it's easier for that to keep rolling down the hill, and then you have to have someone that makes a play or something to stop that. And I think it's just there's going to be a game some point where Nebraska is going to make a play that. Is going to swing a momentum one way. I mean, for instance, the the pass to by Noah goes over his head in the, what was that the second quarter, I think. Yeah, those kind of things happen all the time. Yeah, was it disappointing not to make that play, and he probably goes in for a touchdown. Yeah, um, but instead of letting that spiral down, you hopefully one day there's you're going to make that play and you're going to go up, and then maybe that's the thing that doesn't only only turn it for that game, but it turns it's a much bigger thing that turns a lot of other things moving forward. Um, that night, though, um, Nebraska Volleyball got a big win. Uh, hosted Penn State that night. Uh, Five-set victory over the Nittany Lions. Um, Huskers then um, defeated Northwestern, swept the Wildcats last night. They'll be on the road at Iowa on Saturday. Um, but John, John Kick's group seems to be pretty, playing, uh, playing pretty well lately
1: yeah you know Penn State always brings out the best I think in Nebraska especially here at home and especially from the fan base and it seems like there's extra a little extra juice emphasis uh you know, yeah um a little extra fire in the crowd and when in the atmosphere when uh when Penn State comes to the Vandy Center and that was the the case I think again on on Saturday a classic 5 set match it seems like uh almost every nebraska penn state match goes five games nowadays and uh, nebraska's i think gotten the better of uh, penn state's number in uh, in recent years mm-hmm. so it's going to be uh, you know a thick race in the big 10 uh, up until the very end and uh, i think that yeah as you said john's got to be fairly pleased with how his uh, fairly young team is performing this year and uh, should be an exciting finish um a
0: couple other sports got their seasons rolling um. This week as well. Both basketball teams kicked off. Well,
1: uh, well, the <laughs> they season, got going.
0: <laughs> yes, the season started. Well, Amy Williams' team up out to one yes. go start. They had, um, but the Fred Hoiberg era probably did not start as, as he had hoped. Um, Tuesday night, um, you and I were both at that game, hosted uh, UC Riverside. Team came out playing well, I thought. Um, and then in the second half,
1: couldn't seem to make a shot, and the Highlanders. Couldn't seem to miss anything. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing we were just talking about with the football team. The I thought the first ten to fifteen minutes of the game, maybe not quite that long, but it was nineteen to ten. I remember the first media timeout; it was fourteen to seven, and the crowd kind you know kind of gave us standing ovation and really showed their mm-hmm. appreciation for the style of play. You know, they're moving the basketball and scoring in transition and, and making shots and shooting over fifty percent and sharing the ball and doing these things and it was like a breath of fresh air and then the snap of the fingers it just went the other direction and then like we said with football it, the, you know or the dirty snowball effect it was hard to to get it going back in your direction when you when you lose that momentum it, it's hard to turn around especially for a team like that that's not been together mm-hmm. we you know it's been well documented that there's 14 newcomers and you know hodgepodge team together in a matter of a few weeks with the new coaching staff when there's uh, you know everybody else already has their recruiting done so it's it's an interesting collection of players but there'll be times like those that where that happens and I know that you know Coach Hoyberg Coach talked about that in practice that he said that you could see a lot of positive glimpses but the one thing that concerned him was when adversity hit that they didn't didn't respond very well and I think we saw that was definitely the case on Saturday, and you just hope that it's a it's a learning device, uh, learning situation for them that they can uh, take their you know take their lumps, but learn from it and, and move on. Because again, you are never as bad as you look, and that's mm-hmm. you know that team's not as bad as they played that night, and they know that we know that, and you can look at the first ten minutes of the game and say that you know they're better than what they showed uh, you know in the rest of the game. But um, I, I, I do think maybe that scoring may be more of an issue than a lot of people thought with this team if they're not uh if they're not scoring in transition and, and, and you know getting those easy looks like that uh, i don't know that they have uh the plethora of three-point shooting or perimeter shooting to really score a lot of points like you would think out of a normal fred hoiber type system so you know that could be a concern and and you never want that to reflect on uh, and rub off on your defense too, because that's got to be a staple throughout. That's some something that you can control is effort on defense. And uh, and again, how many times have we seen opposing, opposing teams come into PBA and just for whatever reason, all guys, of a sudden just can't stop missing. Just like uh-huh. the this, the most mundane, mm-hmm. inexplicable. Like how in the world did they get hot like that? And yeah. that happened with. That team gonna, the other day. I, I was, I was thinking about lights,
0: lights out in the second half.
1: Yeah, it was it was incredible. And that's happened how many times here? It's just, it's really remarkable when you stop and think about it. But uh, uh, again, like you said, it was the, I like that Erstad comparison, the dirty snowball effect. And that definitely happened with that game the other night. But, uh, you know, they have another chance on Saturday. That's one good thing about basketball. You don't have to sit around all week long or two weeks in, in this case to have a chance to redeem mm-hmm. yourself. They play. Southern Utah at 1 o'clock at the Pinnacle Bank Arena on, on Saturday with a chance to get back uh, in the wind column for the first time. So hopefully they put together a little bit of a better performance for the fans. And
0: uh, Amy Williams' team kicked off their season uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, had a noon noon start. They had the uh, Nebraska Life Skills um, gathering before the game. A lot of uh, schools, uh Elementary and middle schools from around the community, uh, mm-hmm. not only Lincoln but outside of Lincoln, were were in town. Uh, what did it? Around two thousand kids? Was yeah. that around? Yeah, I had,
1: there's a one of my stories this week was about that. It's on Huskers. com. But yeah, they had, uh, including counselors and teachers and all those sorts of people. There were about two thousand people that came from 27 schools across Nebraska, all of them outside of Lincoln, and as you said, elementary to middle aged schools. So. Up, upwards to age fourteen or somewhere in there. So they had a nice uh, rally at nine thirty in the morning. Uh, different student athletes and coaches from Nebraska spoke to the uh, the students, the kids about. Oh, they had different messages: uh, anti-bullying, uh, setting goals, teamwork. You know those sorts of things. And they had some fun too. They had the the Mr. Simon says performer do uh, you know do his thing during the pep rally, and then he did it again at. Brisbane you know the halftime entertainment of the game itself and again interacted with the students and the teachers put them one-on-one against each other on the you know his halftime show so that was kind of fun and we had some beatboxing if you know what that is and i didn't well i knew what it was i didn't know that was the term for it mm. but um d wayne the the dj that okay. does all the basketball games taught them uh, how to uh, beatbox which is I, I, could, I could probably do it. I, I can't. I, I have a microphone in front of my face. I could probably try to do it, but I'm not going to. But. Okay. Uh, but they but uh, they start their season off 1-0, uh,
0: 68-46, I believe, was the final score. Correct. Um, four players in double figures. So um, a lot of the same faces back this year. Um, and then mixing in some, some new, younger talent. Um, yeah, they should be. I think Amy's team is they kind of had a little bit of a dip last season, but I think they're, with some of what they have coming back, I think they're primed to be, you know, um, one of the more competitive teams in the Big Ten this year. Yeah,
1: they return their top seven scores and uh, have three incoming freshmen who, unlike last year, won't have to be depended on and thrown into the fire. They can kind of bring them along as needed, and, and each of them will have her different role to help the team off the bench, so... Uh, and you can you know, combine that with the the talent that's returning, and you know I think rebounding and playing defense and those sorts of things are what Amy really wants to see from this team, and and just more consistency. You know, last year they got off to a rough start, and then it was kind of up and down, up and down, and they you know they finished two games under five hundred. But I know she definitely wants a better start to the season, and they're already going to be having a a big test this weekend when they play at Missouri. You know, so that'll be a huge test for them. But then they you know, come back home. And I think last year they started the season off like two and five or something like that. And they lost their home opener last year. So they're already off to a better start this year. And I know that Amy really wants that better start to, you know, kind of increase confidence and momentum and and then consistency. And she's, I said that word over and over, but she is looking for more consistency out of her team this year. And I think with a more experienced lineup that, you know, she'll get more of that this year.
0: Um, one other... Kind of individual thing that we'll want to point out from last weekend, uh, Big 10 cross country championships took place on Sunday and uh, George Kusha with a, another great, last year he took third here in Lincoln Lot. Sunday he uh, finished second in the men's race. Um, I think that's the top finish for a, a male cross country runner in Nebraska since like 1997. So um, pretty special student athlete over there running cross country. Um, they'll have regionals coming up Next week, not this Saturday. I think they would have. It'll be the following weekend, and then uh, get ready for nationals. So, um, congrats to him and uh, Dave Harris's group. Um, they'll have regional championships here coming up. Um, so let's see what else we got going on. And uh, you already said uh, Husker basketball will be at home on Saturday, one um, o'clock. Um, Mark Manning's team gets uh, Nebraska duels tonight at the Devaney Center. Um, I believe they take on. They have some inter-squad stuff, but then I also think they're doing some stuff with UNK, and maybe I need to really look that up and see exactly who's all gonna be in town. So we've got uh, Nebraska, and then the four-team event, let's see, so it's the Huskers, and then it also includes, so it's Nebraska duels, Nebraska Kearney, Shattern State, and uh, Hastings College will be the four-team event, starts at uh, 6.30 tonight at the Devaney Center. Um, let's see. Uh, Husker volleyball on the road this weekend. They are at uh, Iowa on Saturday night. Um, I'm trying to think what else is home this weekend. The men's basketball I know women's basketball is on the road. They've got a former Big Twelve foe. They're taking on. They're at Missouri on uh, Sunday at two o'clock. Um, wrestling's on the road this weekend. They're in uh, New York for the uh, Journeyman Defense Soap Collegiate Classic. That's an interesting name. <laughs> I, don't know if, I think that used to be the uh, some kind of um, northeast duels, but now that must be the uh, sponsorship for it. So, um, not much going on in uh, in Lincoln this weekend other than the men's game on uh, on Saturday. Um, I think the rifle team also at home. They're hosting Army. So, um, well, what else? What do you what do you got in the? I know we talked. We had our staff meeting the other day, and you brought up some of the stuff you're working on, but I've already
1: forgotten. So, I have too. Okay, I got to go back and look. I have a walk-on Q and A I'm working on. Uh, okay, it'll be a surprise and doing volleyball this week. So. Oh,
0: that, that's what—that's right. So you've done yeah. quite a few of uh, Nebraska. If you go look on Hustlers.com a yeah. lot of uh, Q and As with some football walk-ons. But uh, so who's the who's the volleyball walk-on? And you're going to ask me that, and I forgot already. <laughs> well, this will make people want to go check it out. Now it's it's like a tease. No, it's Haley. Haley Dinsberger. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm, Nebraska? That's correct. Okay. That's where she's from. I always forget. Malcolm and, M- Malcolm and Milford, I always forget, and they're not that far apart from each other, so I always get them mixed True. up. Malcolm Clipper. There she uh, is. Or what's, was. what's Milford? Eagles. Eagles? Okay. We talked last week, you were going to high school football, and you said you went Johnson Brock last night? Yes, I did. Are you going to go catch any
1: other games Friday? I don't know yet. haven't decided yet. Probably might take a Friday night off, so... Okay. Out of, uh, I'm trying to think if there's actually any games in Lincoln.
0: I know there's teams from Lincoln still in the playoffs, but I don't know if any of them are hosting. I don't know for sure. It doesn't look sure like either. you know either from the look on your face. So. No, I don't. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll look that up and talk about it another time. But until next week, uh, talk to you later.